1: What is up everybody and welcome into episode 141 of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host Blake Lane and tonight I'm here with my buddy Dustin Smith and we're here to talk about the Auburn Tigers going on the road Saturday at 11 a.m. to Oxford, Mississippi to take on the number nine ranked Ole Miss Rebels. Head coach Lane Kiffin. We all know about the rumors tied to the Auburn Tigers football head coaching position. We don't know what's going to come of it, but... He's got an undefeated Ole Miss team, top ten in the country. Got a quarterback in the name of Jackson Dart who likes to throw it around the yard. He's got a a big-time playmaker on the outside in Mingo and a two-headed monster backfield that loves to put up a lot of points. They strike fast, early, and often. On the defensive side of the ball, the Ole Miss Rebels, much improved. Great linebackers, great front seven. Top 30 ranked defense this year so far, much, much improved on the defensive side of the ball from previous years in that football program, and we all saw what they did to Will Levis in the final moments against Kentucky at Vaught-Hemingway. So, can Auburn go on the road and beat a top 10 quality opponent? We're going to get Dustin's thoughts on this tonight, we're going to get him in here, but first we're going to kick it over to the Belly Up Sports Network, and then we're going to get after it. War Damn Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight we are joined by Dustin Smith. Like always, each week getting ready for another big-time matchup. The Auburn Tigers travel to the Ole Miss Rebels this Saturday, 11 a.m. kick. Dustin, man, back-to-back road trips. Went to Athens last week, got pounded. Uh, this week we go to Oxford, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, Auburn. Can they right the ship? Man, uh, coming in at 3-3, three and 1-2 three, and two in the Southeastern Conference, things aren't looking good, man. How do you feel about this one Saturday?
2: There's no rest for the weary in the SEC West, buddy.
0: That's and, a fact.
2: Uh, we're going through hell right now, and I guess the only thing I can only really say about it is we're going to find out who all the real fans are.
0: It's not going to
1: get any easier as this goes on. man, Dustin, it's tough, man, and and you know I, I'm going to be sitting there Saturday morning, 11 a.m., bright and early, uh, with my orange and blue goggles on, trying to convince myself that you know we can win this football game. Uh, we watched all the you know the the bad shit that happened last Saturday in the second half against Georgia, and uh, just offense can't move the football, defense tiring out, giving up long run plays and just getting smashed in the mouth by the by the Georgia backfield in this late in the second half man uh it's tough man and I feel like there's just uh you know we we, we sound like a broken record a broken record each week on this podcast man because it's just like there's so much negativity swirling around this program and the positivity is just so little right now but you know, I know that you have a little positive information, uh, and, and I know 247 come out with an article tonight, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it and let the people um, hear what you had to say about that. And I know there's also a little recruiting news that you would like to talk about as well. So I'm going to give you the floor on that, Dustin.
2: Everybody sit down. <laughs> grab something. Hold on tight. It's going to blow you away. <laughs> an offensive lineman. Is close to committing to the Auburn Tigers. Now, Mm -hmm. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying at home. Well, I've heard this before with Connor Liu. And on Big Cat Weekend, I was told Bo Hulley had got flipped. I I hear you. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Well, young man Clay Whedon out of Tampa is a uh, three star offensive lineman. uh, Decommitted from Michigan State recently. And it looks like he's pretty much going to commit. Jeffrey Lee on threes uh, made a prediction. The guys are twenty four seven. Auburn undercover. They have made a prediction as well that we will land him, and that one seems seems pretty lock and step. I mean, the only only teams that he was really ever considering were Michigan State and Auburn. Now he's decommit from them. You know, it's all signs are pointing to us, and uh, he spoke very highly of the atmosphere and just the school in general. So. You can kind of assume in a situation like this, with the dark cloud hanging around, whether this is gonna stack gonna stay or go and all the you know, obviously all the reports saying they won't be back next year. Uh if a kid's gonna commit during all of that, it's probably got a lot to do with the great work that's being done over um on the victory at the NIL and then just the brand of Auburn selling itself. So and Clay probably sees their offensive line play and says, Well, I got a chance to play there right away. <laughs> that's so a fact. and also as this uh this report that came out today from 24-7 well, indicates his position coach has never even seen him play. And we know that because his position coach hasn't seen any high school recruits play in person this year. Mm. So, that you know, that's a, I view that as a positive because he's committing to Auburn. Mm. And uh, also we are in the mix for Reuben Bain, and 24-7 has put in a prediction um, that we will land him as well. He's a four-star edge. So and we know obviously we are really we're lacking it we're gonna be lacking it as going into Saturday, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But uh definitely gonna be a position of need next year. So we need to add uh, at least two to three more of those to this uh current class. So if we can if we can pull those guys even in all these all this darkness, all this uh, to what the situation is right now, uh I think that's a good thing. Now on to the this report. Uh, man, there's really just no way to slice it. This is kind of becoming one of the things where every week there's just another report kind of coming out and letting you know why Auburn is where it is in recruiting and why we're in the, you know, the 50 range,
0: mm-hmm. just
2: not where we need to be. And uh, this is Christian Clemente at 24-7. So he says that Eric Kiesel and Jeff Smedic, and Rock Bell and Tony have all not been on the road this year. The reason for this, apparently, is because there is a mandatory meeting with the coordinators on Friday nights. <laughs> and, I mean, and then also
0: this—there's no reason given for this one. This is just, you know, the report. <laughs> and this is—I've heard this as well. And this—you can see it.
2: You know, you just see in the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. Will Friend, our offensive line coach, and Brad Bedell, the tight end coach, have also not been on the road once this fall. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Eric Kesaw Jess metting Rock Bellantoni, who recruits I actually speak highly of Rock Bellantoni. Uh, he's a big hit when he comes, when the recruits come to campus and, and get to meet him. Mm-hmm. So... You know why not have him out every Friday night recruiting if the kids like him but Keall Smeddy Rock Bill and Tony Will Ferrand, and Brabeddale that's five that have not traveled one time this year I mean it it speaks for itself and
0: there's there's simply no excuse for it. I don't know if it's pure incompetence
2: or just not giving a damn But whatever it is, it's pathetic. And And if you're trying to defend this, Blake, here's what I'll say to you. This was never written about Gus Malzahn. I never saw Mm. this about Gus Malzahn. I've never seen this about Tommy Tuberville or Gene Chizik. You you just don't see this about many coaches. This Mm. is pretty wild.
1: Yeah, Dustin. My thing with it, man, is... You look at the top dog in college football, right? And that's the University of Alabama. A lot of a lot of people might not want to hear that, but it's the freaking truth, man. They're the top dog, and they've been running shit since 2008. And Nick Saban, I guarantee you he he doesn't have mandatory meetings on Friday nights. Guess what guess what their asses are doing? Dustin Recruiting their jobs. Their their jobs. They're recruiting, Dustin. They're recruiting at a high level. They're all getting out on the road, going to high school football games, and they're recruiting their ass off. And that's why you see the University of Alabama bringing in five-star after five-star after five-star. And they have the a top three class every single year because they bust their ass on the recruiting trail. And I saw people on Twitter today sharing a tweet saying oh well harson's going to missouri or kansas or wherever he's going Uh, during the bye week i thought he didn't like to recruit blah 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 harson he he's traveling on the road all right but you should be traveling during the season this isn't just a bye week type thing you have to recruit 24 7 dustin 24 four seven hell i'd want you to i'd want you to recruit 25 eight how about that because look we all know you win college football with Jimmies and joe's all right it starts with jimmy jimmy's and joe's and then it goes to x's and o's and and that's the bottom line man the alabama georgia clemson all those cats ohio state they have the Jimmies and joe's dustin It's that simple, dog. And uh, the Boise bros, the experiment is over. It's It's just not happening. This is another thing to cement on his resume that he is just in over his head in this league, and it's not working out. And, you know, I keep saying this, and I keep saying this. All these people saying, well, it's best to just keep him. It's just best to keep him until the end of the season. All right, well, my thing is, man, is... You know, I, me personally, I think it's best to just go ahead and cut ties because, look after you after you get throttled Saturday at eleven a.m. by Ole Miss, a team that you hold a series record of thirty five and ten over them. All right, you're twenty five games up in the in the in 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 the overall history in the matchup and. They are number nine in the country, and you're three and three. And when Ole Miss is on top of Auburn, Dustin, there's a problem. There's a problem. And when Mississippi State is on top of Auburn, there's a problem, Dustin. When Arkansas is on top of Auburn, and, you know, Hell, I'll even say it, Texas A&M. There's a problem, Dustin. This should be Alabama, LSU, Auburn in the West battling it out every single year, and the experiment's just not working. The recruiting's not there, and the reports, you know, of just every single day coming out over and over and over again, man. It's exhausting, Dustin. It really is, man. I just. I can't back it anymore. I'm tired of getting on social media and people just out of nowhere, man. Oh, the man deserves time and all this stuff. This just – it frustrates the hell out of me, Dustin. Every single day, man, there's something new that comes out. Now I see – I got on Twitter right before we started talking, man, and there's people like showing – you know, screenshotting that Brian Harson's blocked them on Twitter. All right, well, you run your Twitter account better than you do an offensive scheme because – I mean, it looks to me like you stay more on, on Twitter than you do recruiting.
2: Hey, at least somebody's getting
1: blocked, right? <laughs> That's a fact, because what we <laughs> saw in Athens, Georgia last Saturday was a pure disgrace. It's the worst offensive line I've seen I've ever seen in Auburn history, Dustin. In Auburn history, in my 31 years of existence on this earth, this is the worst offensive line I've ever seen. Dustin,
2: it's hard, it's
1: hard to disagree with you. Dustin, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put this offense. I'd say this offensive line is the worst in the country in Division One football. We have the worst offensive line in the country, and you know what, Dustin? Before we start breaking down this football game and, and trying to find a way for Auburn to somehow possibly win this game, you know, I put on Twitter that I think South Alabama is the number two team in the state. You know, and, and I had a couple of people disagree with me and say, oh, well, UAB, everything. Look, if Auburn and South Alabama were to play Saturday, South Alabama would kick our ass. And you might not want to hear that, and you might laugh at it, and you might say, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Buddy, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The the Jags ain't nothing. They ain't nothing nice this year. They're they're pretty damn good, and I think Auburn is. They might Auburn Auburn might be sitting fifth in this state, man, behind UAB, South, and Troy, and, and of course Alabama. So, you know, it's just it's embarrassing, man. And there's a problem, and I just don't know how somebody can keep defending this bullshit. So that's where I'm at, Dustin. You know I agree with you. I mean it. It all kind of just speaks for itself, so it it's 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 embarrassing, Dustin. That's my thing, man. Is it's 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 embarrassing to actually get on social media and you're talking about college football, man, and you're the laughing stock of the Southeastern Conference right now. And and I know I keep saying that, man, and I say it over and over and over again, but it's the truth, man. Any Auburn fan out there right now that thinks that we're better than Vanderbilt, you're sadly mistaken. We wouldn't win the Sun Belt Conference. And I'm dead, I'm dead serious, Dustin. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. We would get we would get drummed by a couple teams in the Sun Belt. And all these Auburn fans wanting to laugh at A and M for losing to App State and all this bullshit. Guess what? We have no no reason to laugh for losing to App State because uh, we're 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 in a bad spot, a bad spot. And you know, I love these players, and I, I know that they're giving blood, sweat, and tears, Dustin. Uh, I just don't think they're being put in the right position to win. And that is my thing. Like, I'm not here to down players. I think those dudes go out there every Saturday and, and, you know, they give it their all. I know that, you know, sometimes it doesn't look great and people on social media start bashing and everything. But I just don't think they're in the right offensive scheme. And and I don't think uh, they're set up to win, you know. And and it's flat-out embarrassing, man. That – That showing in Athens last Saturday, pathetic, Dustin. Absolutely pathetic, man. You know, and what I want to bring up, Dustin, real quick, man, is it's third and eight, and we're hovering around midfield like we talked about in, in the last time we were on here. And you know that your offensive line just can't get it done and you run the football with Tank and he gets hit 3 yards in the backfield. So I guess Jimmy Rain had a headset on in the box and said, "You know what? Let's just run a little stretch play here to Tank and uh and get him, you know, get him obliterated three yards in the backfield. And I'm just trying to sabotage this Auburn team and get Brian Harson out of here as fast as possible. That's what's going on. Dustin, the boosters are calling the plays from the press box, but Eric Kiesow is just sitting up there making it look like he's calling it. Dustin, that's what's really going on. Dustin, we figured it out that, that Jimmy rain and the boosters are the real ones behind the scenes. Dustin that are causing all of this. And, um, uh, you know I'm tired of hearing people use that freaking excuse man it's getting it's getting freaking old man like this this is a Boise a Boise brothers problem okay not a power within at the at the highest uh, highest point it's not a booster problem i'm sorry so you know i didn't want to get on a kick of bashing our head coach but i'm just tired of it man it's so exhausting you know and it hurts, Dustin, because I get on I get on Twitter this morning and I open it up and all Auburn fans are talking about is basketball season. And, dude, I, I've went on a I've went on a, a feels like an eight minute rant, but you know, Dustin, that's gotta hurt, man. It's gotta hurt because, like you said the other night, Auburn will always be a football school, and to see our fan base just completely evacuate the football program, and we're we're going into our seventh game, and the fans have evacuated. They're done with football. It's on to basketball. They're they're full head of steam basketball, and that freaking hurts, man. It hurts to the core, Dustin. Because, like we've said previous previous times again on this podcast, you know, we didn't get to see the Pat Sullivans or the Bo Jacksons, but we did get to see plenty of other people like, uh, you know, uh, a Cam Newton or a Nick Marshall, or God, I'll throw out one, one that was tough as nails, a Brandon Cox, you know? Um, And you got to see a Chris Todd come in and break records through the air, man. And, you know, just, just some of these talented players like Cadillac and Ronnie. And we're just so far away from that right now, just so far gone. And we're getting made fun of, by fucking Vanderbilt fans, bro. Like it's ridiculous, Dustin. It's ridiculous. I don't know what else to say, man. I really don't. Like I'm hurting. I'm hurting, Dustin.
2: Yeah. Um, this is what it is. I mean I'll I watch the games because I feel like I have to. It's like an obligation. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna watch and support Auburn. But yeah, the excitement's the excitement's out there. Um I'm not really I'm, – I'm over the coaching style, or the, the head coach like you, and that's why I feel like, you know, we'll lose Saturday and then the move will be to promote Zach as the head coach for the yeah. rest of the season just to get some excitement. You can get a bye week. You can come in and play uh, be a beatable Arkansas team, maybe find a way to beat Western Kentucky. and can get lucky for a second or something. But everyone's kind of checked out, and that's just the state of things, man. I mean – we had back-to-back six win seasons and last year if you're losing the bowl game to finish six and seven you're looking like you're on your way to another losing season and meanwhile Bruce has basketball rolling so yeah it's just kind of hard to not look ahead and say okay well here's something that's going to be successful and for us to cheer for as a fan base because obviously this is we're at kind of a we're at, we haven't been this low in my lifetime no. And uh, but At the end of the day, we all kind of see the problem. We all know what the problem is. And the good news is with the portal, with the multiple signing days and recruiting now and with the NIL, there's just so many things at your disposal to turn it around quickly. And I don't feel like Auburn is –
0: as far off
2: as Auburn looks so we just have to get you know the right person in here because Auburn's a sleeping giant and like we talked about before we don't have to be Georgia or Alabama we just want to have some consistency some stability and like you say we you know Auburn doesn't Auburn doesn't deserve to be the laughing stock so it's frustrating for sure but that's just um it is where you know we are where we are unfortunately and uh Gus was Gus that kind of played his course. It, 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 ran its, it ran its time, and we made a bad hire. It happens. Uh, Tennessee's a perfect example. They had struggled for a decade, and then they're not even two years in. Look where they're at. They're mm-hmm. going to have a huge game this weekend and a really a statement statements, uh, game for their program. So it is possible, and it doesn't take three, four, five years anymore to turn it around. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be offensive linemen out there that are going to be in the portal, or that are coming out of high school that look at this situation and say, "Man, I can come in and play SEC ball at a big time program and get a chance to play right away." So, and like I say, with like with the kids that are committed to the program now, they're committed to the brand mm-hmm. because you see, we all see how bad the situation is. But these guys are still committed to the team. They still want to be at Auburn. So, little ray of sunshine amongst all the dark clouds.
0: Mm.
1: Well, Dustin, man, moving into this breakdown against the Ole Miss Rebels. The number nine ranked Ole Miss Rebels, Dustin. They're hot, man. Lane Kiffin got them rolling up there. Um, We we come in, man. We're reeling. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, the second half in Athens last week. It spiraled out of control, man. And I want to start with the Auburn offense first, man. How can how can Auburn move the football Saturday against this Ole Miss defense to score more than twenty points? I mean, because Dustin, we're going to have to score more than twenty, all right, Because Ole Miss, they're going to put up points. They're going to score. I, I I don't I don't know where it comes from. Like I said, another broken record, dog. Another broken record because I don't know how we score.
2: No, I mean we're six games in, buddy, and the offense has struggled since week two. So it's not. I don't expect a whole lot of things to change. I know that there's kind of been some reports and you, that, uh, and we don't I mean, even you don't even hear reports. You just go back to how the in the offseason season with the Austin Davis situation, and then. I forget the guy's name that we wanted to hire from Arizona State, and
1: that didn't work out. It was uh, Zach Hill? Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think. I don't it, remember exactly. Yeah, I think it's Zach Hill or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but the point being that Keesaw was not the first second, and I've you know I want to say it was Mike G at the war report. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I was uh, I remember seeing someone the other day. They said he wasn't even the fourth or fifth. It just <laughs> So, hey, just you know, get in
1: there, man. Just have fun. Have a blast. Do what you do, man. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh,
2: the only way I see us scoring points is to get red zone or to get turnovers to where we're basically putting our offense in really, you know, really good field position. And then we're going to have to hit big plays over the top. And uh, Robbie Ashford is going to have to make some big plays happen with his feet. You know, the thing that is – so impressive about Ole Miss is just the balance Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: they can kind of do whatever it is that they want to do. And I just kind of see it playing out to be the same as last week. Honestly, uh, I think we have a very talented defense. Uh, I think that Colby Wooden's had a great year. Derek calls, obviously had a great year and DJ James has just gotten better every single week. Absolutely. And we've allowed two passing touchdowns all year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, coach Zach ever just, just doing a phenomenal job. So, The linebackers leave a little bit of room to be desired. But overall, the defense is playing really well. I think they'll play well in the first half. And I just, like I mentioned, man, you look at Ole Miss's numbers, they are averaging 242 rushing yards a game. yeah, And then they are averaging, let's see, 248 passing yards a game. I mean, it's just, it's so balanced. You see what they do. And uh, they can just kind of, I just, like I said, play in the same exact way last week. And I don't think it will be as bad you know, forty two to ten or whatever it ended up being last week, but I see a very similar situation playing out. just middle of third quarter and the defense is kind of gassed. I just don't see a way that we can move the ball consistently and uh yeah, but I just don't I don't see
0: the points.
1: That's my thing, Dustin, is first off, man, Robbie Ashron, hell of a playmaker, hell of an athlete, got to hold on to the football. Have to. It is a must Saturday, Dustin. Second thing is I want to see a little touch on these throws, Dustin. I want to see a little touch. All right. The 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, he looks like he's taking ground balls at shortstop. And he, he's throwing the ball to across the infield like Brody Moore. And, you know, I, I it's not on Robbie. It's not on Robbie. All right. He, dude has had limited playing time, limited rips. Uh, the throw in motion I, I've been talking to a couple guys and you know I, I talk to them on Twitter almost every day and they say, hey, look man, uh, we've been around a lot of a lot of football you know uh, we've coached a lot of football we've played a lot of football and uh, the the throw in motion the mechanics for him to be an elite passer in the SEC uh, it's it's concerning and you know can it be fixed but you're gonna have to get rips? And, you know, you're going to have to uh, first get him an offensive line where he can sit in the damn pocket and have a second to to set his feet and, and make an well, accurate throw. we talked about
2: it the other day, Blake. If he's throwing the ball away almost 25% of the time, yeah. 25% of his pass attempts are just throwaways. I mean, I know that he hasn't been accurate, but that right there is going to kill your completion percentage. And it's hard to get in a rhythm when you're having to constantly throw the ball away.
1: Yeah, you're back there running for your life, man. And I know a lot of people, they scream on social media, put Holden Garner in. Look, people, behind this offensive line, Holden would get beat to sleep back he there. He rise about a quarter. Yes, yeah, like like there's no reason to throw the future of Auburn into the fire. None. None whatsoever behind this offensive line. But back to my point, Dustin, Robbie has to hold on to the football. Uh, we have to give him time. Ole Miss can get to the passer. We saw that when they played Will Levis. Um, I think, like you said, we're going to have to hit some plays over the top to to try to somehow get a run game going. Um, it's It's absolutely embarrassing that last week Tank had 10 carries for 19 yards. I mean – <laughs> yeah. 1.9. I mean, that is that is pathetic, man. Uh, you know, one of the best backs just in the feel country. feel
2: bad for him, man. You just feel bad for the
1: kid. How could you be mad at Tank Bigsby if he would have hit the transfer portal last year? There's no way you could be mad at him. And the fact that he stayed, Dustin, he fucking stayed at Auburn because he fucking loved us. He stayed, bro. And he knew what was – he knew – what he was going to be behind this year. And he stayed. That speaks volumes. Like, man, it, mm, I wouldn't have been mad at him at all. Not even. Man, it's, it's good riddits. Go make your money, dog. Like, go get your bag. And th- that's my thing, Dustin, with this weekend, man, is like we're going to have to score And we just, we can't, man. We can't move the football. Like last week, we get a fumble. You know, we get to Stetson. We get him to turn it over. Kobe Wooden, you know, dives on the loose ball. And we get up and we go freaking three and out and, you know, kick three. And I just, I don't know how we keep up, man. And, And I look at this Ole Miss offense, man. And like you mentioned, like we talked about earlier, Two-headed monster in the backfield. They have playmakers at receiver. They got a pretty damn good quarterback in Jackson Dart, who keeps continuously getting better. Dustin, these linebackers for Auburn Saturday, they got a major task ahead of them. I mean, it's major. And you got a kid in Ole Miss's backfield who's from Pike Road, Alabama, who wanted to wear orange and blue. Dustin begged, begged. He literally. Begged Auburn. I please. I want to play here. This is my childhood team. Dustin, I got a feeling he's going to gash us Saturday, and he's going to make us pay because our linebackers, Dustin, have been—they've—they've uh, they've been missing. They've been on the back of a milk carton, and uh, it, it better turn around quick because this Zach Evans. Yeah, he's explosive. Transfer from TCU. And then you got the Judkins kid. I mean, uh, just just absolutely electric. I mean, uh, kind of gives me Cadillac and Ronnie vibes, man. Like, like they're just a two-headed monster, bro. It, it's,
2: uh, it's impressive. I mean, listen, I got the rushing stats right here. You got Judkins is averaging 6.1 a carry. Zach Evans is averaging 5.9 a carry. And then Jackson <laughs> Donner is averaging 6.6 yards a carry.
1: Mm. Mm. Man, and That's
2: pretty efficient, buddy. That's pretty efficient. I mean, Lane Kifflin is just—he's—he's he's something else. He—he he really his offensive mind is just incredible. It's so fun to watch. He is just a hell of a coach, and, he really is.
1: And you know what I think is coming Saturday, Dustin? I think he is going to establish the run. He's going to try to pound the football on Auburn. And then in the second half, he's going to open, he's going to open it up and say, Hey, let's go make plays. All right. Cause I watched him play a Vanderbilt team last week. Hey, that's what he did early. Everybody was like, Oh, Ole Miss is down 10 to Vanderbilt. Let's freak out. Let's get on social media and let's say, Hey, man, you don't want Lane Kiffin as your next head coach because he's losing to Vanderbilt. All right. But the the reality is, Dustin is he, he stayed the game plan the entire four quarters, man. He pounded the football early. All right. He wore a thin Vanderbilt team down, no depth, and he said, "Hey, now in the second half, we can start taking our shots downfield." All right, and I think they had three three touchdowns that were one or two play drives. You know, they they just struck so quick in the second half, and they ended up putting up like forty two points in the second half. It was it was crazy, but uh, and I think that's what he's going to do Saturday. Is he's going to loosen this thing up, and it's I think it's going to be close at half. And then and then the second half, he's going to come out and and start uh, throwing it around the yard. And the one thing, the key thing to me is, Dustin, and like we've said every single week, we have to create turnovers, right? But the one thing that is a good thing for Auburn going into this is Jackson Dart likes to throw it to the other team a little bit, Dustin. He likes to throw it to the other team a little bit. I think he's got like five or six interceptions on the year.
2: Eight, eight
1: touchdowns, to five interceptions.
2: Five. Some, some Bo Nix vibes. Yeah, hey, Bo Nix at Auburn vibes. Yeah, Bo Nix at Auburn vibes. Yeah, Eugene Bo Nix has having
1: a wonderful time. Yeah, playing out there, playing them flag football defenses. Uh, he, he's he's out there showing out. I am happy for Bo, uh, but that is a that is a league that I just I oh, can't. Now get
2: Blake. On. Cal gets a good solid ten thousand at their home
1: games. Man, I can't get behind no Pac-12. UCLA
2: gets almost as much as a Scambia high school
1: in Pensacola here. Man, they well they're because they're scared of that COVID air out there, Dustin.
0: Oh,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It is hard to sit in a hot, hot stadium like that with a mask on.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that Pac-12, it is softer than Charmin Ultra. Um, uh, but Dustin, man, I, th- that's my only hope for this for this Auburn team is Jackson Dart will throw it to the other team a little bit. I think we have to create some short fields, uh, maybe get a pick or two, get him to throw it to us a couple times. Other than that, man, we're not driving the length of the field, Dustin. And uh, one person I do want to give a shout-out is Oscar Chapman, Dustin. He is Auburn, and he – how bad would it look, bro, if Oscar Chapman wasn't back here booming fucking punts for us, bro? Like, I mean, dude has sent some pure heat pieces to flip the field for us a couple times. Like –
2: I put a poll on Twitter actually asking uh, who the MVP halfway through the season was. I put Derek Hall, DJ James. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, DJ yeah, Hall good, and, and Daniel. Man, I forgot.
0: I should have put. Uh, I should have put Oscar on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is doing his thing. Yeah. And if you look at our overall statistics, uh,
2: we're thirty-six and uh, overall punting. So, and that's by far. Our best team statistic.
1: Oh, my God, man. It's, it's bad. He's
2: doing it. Blake, he's doing it, uh, you know, seven, eight times a game. He's out
1: there punting. And even that sixth, seventh, eighth he's still booming them. So shout booming
2: out, Oscar. You're bitches. doing great,
1: buddy. Yeah, booming them bitches, man. He is getting after it. Uh, an absolute stud. But it is pure, dark, miserable times if your punter is up for MVP. I mean, <laughs> it is fucking dark. All right, and uh, I just – Dustin, I'm going to go ahead and give you my final score because I don't think there's a whole lot more to talk about in a breakdown, a preview of how this team's going to score and what's going to happen, man, because, like, I mean, I, I feel like we covered all the points. Like, you know, I, I just – we can't drive the length of the field, man. So, I, I think that – I think you're going to see a close game in the first half. I think it could it could be like a seventeen to seven, a fourteen to seven, kind of like last week when you're only down 10, 14, you know, one score maybe. Uh, when you're
2: playing in a library.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I've been to Vault Hemingway. All right, I sat second row back when Sean White went up there and uh, and awesome. he beat to Chad. Count. Yeah, man, he beat Chad Kelly and all them. Uh, the, the, I went up there for that one, and, you know, it, it. Ole Miss has its perks, man. Like, it's a cool vibe and everything, not very loud. It gets louder towards the end zone, the student section, like any place does, but, you know, it's not loud, but it has a cool vibe and a cool, uh, a cool swagger about it, I would say. But, you know, uh, the fall starts and everything, that should be – that shouldn't be a fucking problem Saturday, man. Like, like the amount of fall starts in Athens was pitiful. It was pitiful, Dustin. I mean, like I always say, this Auburn offense takes one step. They take one step forward, five steps back. And what do we have, 10 penalties, 11 penalties last week? Yeah,
2: I lost count, man.
1: It was, yeah, it I was stopped. up there. Yeah, I stopped counting, too. Uh, it, it was pathetic. and So, I mean, hey, crowd noise, not a factor this Saturday. All right, so if if your ass is out there, uh, you know, jumping off sides, fall start, starting before, you know, you snap the freaking football, uh, get it together, man. Let's go, man. Let, let's go into a top ten team's place where you're given a 14% chance to win by ESPN. And you're 14.5-point underdogs. And let's go shock the world, man. I, I would really love to see that. But, like like the good old Lee Corso says at ESPN at College Game Day, Dustin, uh, the rumors going around him earlier in the week saying that he passed away, which were not true, and <laughs> shitty people on Twitter making rumors and fal- false accusations like that is just fucking mind-blowing to me. I mean, people, come on, get a life. But uh, Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. And Dustin, I'm going to give you my score prediction. I have the Auburn Tigers losing 38-17 to to the Ole Miss Rebels. Hey, I would be I'd be happy if we scored 17 points. <laughs> it would, would be worth celebrating. I'd probably crack open a celebratory uh,
0: beer after that. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go I'll go thirty one to seven on this. Damn. Yeah, I mean I, we're not I, you know, I just don't say how we're gonna score any points. Uh Damn.
1: Thirty one to seven.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. it is. What it is. I, yeah,
2: I mean I, I feel like we're just copying and pasting every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and, okay. Here's the issue. Man. I mean everybody, you know, everybody
2: uh. sees it and I watched every game in two thousand and twelve. <laughs> And I'm gonna watch every game this year. So, hey Dustin, so we know how it goes.
1: I'm thinking about back to the first three weeks, though. Man, we had Auburn scoring like 40 and 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 30 and against Penn State. Like, uh, I mean, man, those were those were yeah, many no, many will, weeks ago. I
2: will wear I will wear orange and blue glasses uh, <laughs> whenever I can. I will yeah. put them on, but and they. When they tipped the ball up versus George Mason, I put them on again. No doubt. But, you know, right now, man, it's just reality is reality, and I hate it. I hate it for everybody involved. I hate it for the school, but uh, you know, it's uh, it just is what it is, man. But like I told you, I, I don't. I don't think that I know the people out there are worried we're going to fall into this decade of hell and all that and I just I don't see that yeah. I think that people see what happened with Tennessee Yeah. and uh, but man if you break down that Tennessee situation there was so many mistakes
1: oh, yeah. made from top to bottom to, that led to such a you
0: know such a long stretch of just losing seasons like that so mm-hmm.
2: I don't think you're going to see that at Auburn and uh, we're just going to have to suffer through it this year and just, you know, support support the boys and let that be that. I mean, like you, to me, this, the to- the toxic atmosphere around it is the most frustrating part, and that's the part that
1: I'm just ready for to be over with. And then uh, we'll see how it goes Saturday, man. Well, Dustin, man, we'll wrap this one up. I really appreciate you joining me, man. If you could, before we get out of here, drop your social media account uh, so my followers can get at you.
0: Yeah, you can
2: find me on Twitter at D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28. That's
1: D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28. Appreciate that, Dustin, man. Like always, I'm going to leave you with a war damn eagle, brother. Yes, yeah, sir, war eagle. All right, man. Everybody, that was Dustin Smith. As we wrap up another preview heading into Saturday, the Auburn Tigers 3-3. Three and three. They're reeling right now. Can they turn it around? Can they right the ship? Can they go in to Oxford, Mississippi and get a W? We'll find out, 11 a.m. Saturday kickoff. And with that, I'm going to wrap this one up with a war damn eagle, and I'll catch you on the
0: next one. I'm out.